Hey everybody, before you listen to the show, two quick things. I hope you and your loved ones are safe, happy and healthy. Secondly, stop right now. If you haven't already, check out our free to access conveyance and service for mortgage brokers and estate agents. Mortgage brokers must check out our free to access services at the mortgagebrokerclub.co.uk including over 25 categories of mortgage broker tools. Stay well, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the MLC Show for Property Professionals. I am your host, Sean Rogers, and I am delighted to be joined on today's show by Ash Borland, a personal branding consultant specialising in brand development and strategy. How are you, Ash? I am amazing, Sean. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the energy. Great to speak to you. Um, for those who don't know, could you tell us a bit about your background and the journey from performing arts to becoming a you know, personal brand expert, speaker, podcast host? The list could go on. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's I, I could. I'll keep it short and brief because I can talk for England. Um, but yeah, like so I people don't know this a lot about me, but I started off in performing arts um, where so musical theatre didn't know i could dance sing or act and about 15 years old turned out i could um quite well got a scholarship and that's where my kind of personal brand unintentionally my personal brand journey started because i started to learn you know when you walk into a room full of people how do you own that room how is it how can you make sure that you stand out over 50 other people um and unintentionally started to learn things um obviously combining things like nlp and stuff like that i started to realize that if you exude some form of be no you know be a, not be afraid to stand out from the crowd people start to notice you so at the time i used to wear cowboy boots i had very very long hair um i was just completely over the top and um yeah it, it kind of taught me to embrace that kind of individuality fast forward on um silly people don't know this, but i had i got a left performing arts had a bit of a mental breakdown couldn't deal with it and um, went into a, to a property estate agency into then became a mortgage advisor which is obviously how i ended up um talking with you guys originally which is quite cool and then set up my own mortgage business and started marketing myself as a as a um like the video mortgage advisor and, and i think you may have had him on the podcast or not but gary das became a bit of a friend of mine um, and i met gary and he was doing it was only really me and gary at the time who were doing videos it was a long time ago now uh, it feels like a long time ago anyway and um over the over the course of maybe three years i started to all of this training that i'd had and all of this stuff from performing arts that i just kind of locked away and hadn't really thought about it started to come back with vengeance and it started making me realize like people were going why are you so much not better but so much better as a performer as a host as, a, as like holding their attention and um it was one of these moments where i remember sitting down going well why am i not doing this as my job like it's what i'm qualified in it's what i know um i hated being a mortgage advisor because i'm dyslexic so the idea of and i'm creative so it got to the point in my mortgage business where truthfully like i'd be spending 95 percent of my time making videos and getting leads from it and then not being able to service those leads to because I didn't want to because I'd rather be making content. And um, the natural progression was that people started to reach out to me. And from there, you know, pre pre COVID was where I made just before COVID, I made the decision to go all in, um, shut the business down, go all in on branding. Best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, numb, so many clients I've worked with, so many incredible people I've met and um, was, yeah, the best thing I've ever done. The podcast launched, it's blown up. 
Um, I've started going to doing TikTok now. That's doing really well. So all of these things, the decisions, you know, we, we, I wasn't built to be a mortgage advisor, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. Though. People wouldn't believe me, but I was actually the milky bar kid for one day. Uh, oh, really? So I can't meet your standards. Yeah. Um, it's mad. I, I, I was very blonde, not now. And um, yeah, I did a kind of like X Factor competition probably around awesome. 1991. Uh, so before all that really kicked off and I won it. And it's a lot of money. Like I'm sure I'm getting this wrong, but I'm pretty confident it was, I think it was 50 grand. That would be about right. Yeah. For doing it. And it was put in trust. And um, so I won it. That was great. And uh, when we went to sign papers and everything, they said, where's Sean's glasses to my mum? And mum's like, doesn't, doesn't wear glasses. Like, well, you can't be the Milky Bar kid then. And I was like, so stupid, like, just put some frames on. They're like, no, they were like, the whole thing about the Milky Bar kid is that kids wearing glasses get bullied, they seem to be this, they seem to be like this, whatever, um, in the corner of the classroom. And we want kids with glasses to go, that's a superhero, that's, that's, that, that's not mm-hmm. something to be, like, knocked or, or bullied about. So if the press get hold of the fact that we've got a superhero who wears glasses, but he don't then uh, we do our brand too damage. And at the end of the day, there's no, what does the money, it's not as if, um, you know, it's not as if I'm Brad Pitt and they were looking to win an Oscar out of it or anything like that. So every year, as if it was like some kind of apology or something, they used to send me a card and a pencil case and my mum would just open the pencil case and go, there's not 50 grand in here. And I'd be like, I thought that was for me. (laughs) It's very true. I mean, you say that like, that's really that shows just with performing how cold and harsh it is and also just how important like that brand association is you know the glasses is a big deal people don't a physical part of a brand ecosystem is physical identity um and if you don't align with that they can't have you and that's crazy it's so true like i that's what and the one thing i loved about performing arts that taught me is i am really not precious about the way i look and feel i mean i was a little bit that's what caused a bit of mental breakdown was bit too young couldn't really understand it um came back stronger and was fine but the truth is like the stuff they would say to you um you know like they would come in and be like you're too fat you're this like they they could they were allowed to um and so when i went to the real world i was like well you know you get people go oh why am i not successful i'm like i don't want to swear so i'll be good but it's one of those where i'm like you know because you you, because it looks terrible you know, but, but no one's willing to say that. And so it definitely gave me a bit of a superpower was to be able to go, it's okay to judge the way I look. Because truthfully, we make our decisions on what people look like. Sadly, sadly so. I sadly hope, so, hope, yeah. Hopefully that will change. Well, once you know that, you can use that to your advantage. And I said to you all the time, like one thing that performing arts was incredible about was you just said then about the glasses, which I think is a really, really powerful thing is it's not all sunshines and rainbows and you need to be supermodels and brad pitt you just need to be really comfortable in who you are so you know i had friends who were like like when i started college like they were massively tall over big big not over but like rubby like fat muscle guys who they weren't they would not win a beauty competition but from day one they were like you are going to play shrek in the west end and guess what he did <laughs> so it's like that's the thing like you have to know what you're good at and market it correctly when when people say personal branding, what, what do they mean? Like what, what, and I, I know that's quite subjective, but what's your mm. definition of personal branding, you know, particularly for property professionals, mortgage brokers and so forth? Yeah, sure. So when people say personal branding, 95% of the time people don't know what they mean. Um, it, the problem with personal branding, the term, as I've gone very deep into this, is it's become a bit of a, a coined word used by loads of people for loads of different reasons. 
And actually, you, know, you get photographers talk about it, digital marketers talk about it, uh, all these different people talk about it in different capacities, and they use it to prop up what they do. But when you actually look at personal branding as a complete entity by itself, um, it's, in my opinion, the way I've seen it and the way my method has been built around it, because you have to make a, the intangible tangible. So saying things like be authentic, and it's great, but, but how do you do that? So for me, I look at it as um, reputation management. And I know that like they, people talk about reputation management as like PR and stuff, but it is a bit like that. So it's the idea of personal brand is what comes to someone's mind when they think of you. That's it. And you can have a lot more control of that than you realize. And once you start to control that and you push the narrative in a focused way by hitting, and I talk about, I'm sure I'll cover it as we go through, but a brand ecosystem which is five key areas if you hit all five key areas with a consistent message and a consistent feel look and stuff like that you will start to reprogram people's minds to go and this is where for mortgage brokers and you know people in the financial world it needs to be the and the personal brand a good personal brand is be that the first time the thing as soon as i think of a mortgage i think of you that's how you're trying to create this um neuroling not neurolinguistic like a like a cognitive bias that as soon as i go i need a mortgage oh, i'm gonna go speak to john and um and you can do that it's very simple i mean when i say simple one of the questions i think you want to talk about is how long it takes but i think it, it it's doable if you um if you apply the right amount of effort and you don't muddy the waters with other things so you know no one wants that awful it sounds with personal brand where people go wrong is um and i did this everything i say people go wrong i've done all of the wrong things that's why i'm quite happy to say that um no one cares about me. I'm in that club. Oh, mate, everyone does it. I discovered nobody cares about me in the gym. Nobody cares about what food I've got. Nobody cares about my family. And nobody cares about my dog. But what they might, so what they care about is what I want them to know me for, which is personal branding. So if you ever look at my social media, I don't post anything really other than what I want you to know me for. And I don't want you to read my, read my blogs, watch my videos, even listen to this. I don't care you've seen me you've seen my face and it says personal branding across the top it means it's done its job and um that's what people that's what personal branding is to me it's just reprogramming people to know you for that one specific thing and um, i mean this year's obviously been crazy for everyone um i think particularly in the property sector and with mortgage brokers you know networking traditional networking methods you know they, they, they've almost bit the dust this year um there'd be a lot of people that would say you know, that was going to come anyway this decade, potentially, with the way that everything's going digital and that maybe that's accelerated a little bit. Um, obviously, there's always going to be a, a place, rightly so, for proper face-to-face -face, um, networking and meeting up. Um, but when you're looking for speed, when you're looking for not having to find Tempe parking, when you're not looking to find parking spaces in Manchester City Centre or whatever, um, you know, how can property professionals continue to network in in a different way and how could they potentially form new habits for the future yeah sure i think you're right with um to, to touch on what you said at the beginning just then about how um has it sped up what was coming i think this was what you're right it was always coming it has sped it up um but what i noticed with this and i love it, it's my favorite quote and it's really really powerful right now and i sat on every time i get interviewed or do a public speaking event my favorite quote is that it's an eric hoffer quote that says um, in a world of change, the learners shall inherit the earth, whereas the learned will be perfectly equipped for the world that no longer exists. And I think 
it, to me, it's just so poignant with what's going on right now um, that for years people laughed at what I did because they were like, well, why don't, you know, I don't need that. Face-to-face is fine. And I'm a big advocate of face-to-face. Never, never underestimate the power of face-to-face. I'm terrible selling over the phone. So face-to-face is where is the end of the funnel for me. That's the idea. It's the end of the funnel. Um, but when you remove that face-to-face referral system from it, how many businesses suffered? Tons. I know they did because that's where my business thrived because people reached out. Um, what I would say is to, to master that, you need to have a better online presence. You know, this is visibility over ability. Doesn't matter if you're the best agent, you're the best property, you know, investor, you're the best mortgage broker in your town. When I remove the hustle and bustle and mixing and networking groups and all that stuff out of the equation, John John Smith, who set up three weeks ago but makes a video every day, he is now the best. And that is is quite scary. Um, but it's also something I discovered really quickly. You know, truthfully, I was a terrible mortgage advisor. And I say that very all the time. I was terrible. Like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, no one really does. But I mean, like, I, I didn't really know. Um, but I was the guy that everyone came to. And that was because I just, I, I figured that out quite quickly. And anyone could do this. And what I've noticed with, with someone who's, if you are someone listening to this, and you are like an old school broker or an old school someone who's very got the knowledge, you know, really got the knowledge, knows what they're doing. You guys are even better because all of my clients who have the ability and then we apply the visibility to it, they blow up because the authority is already there. We just have to get it out there. Now, truthfully, the methods can still work if you're, if you're new and you're starting out, which was me, you're new and you're starting out and you can try and you know, kind of peacock it and do that type of thing. But if you've got the ability, if you've been there for 25 years, if you adopt a new method, which is genuinely communicating through Facebook, LinkedIn, all depends on what you're after. If you're looking for national coverage and national reach, you need to be on LinkedIn. So if you're a broker and you're trying to reach investors, get on LinkedIn, stop thinking it's just a networking platform. It's not, it's a sales platform. If you want to be the local guy, and I've got clients do all different things, you want to be the local guy, then you need to really look at Facebook. You know, Facebook is a local community, but don't think that you're going to be on Facebook and most likely going to get referrals from London if you're up north because it doesn't work that way. It's local versus global versus national. So understanding those things are what you want from it. Um, but do get online, start making content, make video content, no matter how uncomfortable you feel. People need to feel like they see you. If they see you, they'll feel like they know you, know, like, and trust and all that, what probably everyone says. Well, say, say you listening to this as an example yeah. or say you know you cut you coming across this kind of a clip on social media or whatever and yeah. you go sounds a great idea would i love um or maybe not love would i be able to see the benefits if you like of having a personal brand whether that be offline or online i think 99 percent of people would say undoubtedly yeah but the next thing is where am i going to find the time between wanting to earn a billion pounds a year try and see my family, try and see my friends, look after wherever I live, deal with all the bills, deal with the work, do sales, continue to get more leads in, service my existing clients, and then try and exercise, and then try and <laughs> eat well, and then do the shopping, and etc. Where I'm, you know, if I'm looking at that, I'm going, A, where do I start? And B, where the hell am I finding the time for that? Ash. <laughs> Don't worry, okay, I'll give you two answers with this one. 
Um, so the first answer, this is when I say I'll give you two and then I just ramble on and we only have one. Um, so I'll try and give you two. Uh, so the first one is, um, where do you start? Um, truthfully, like we all start ground zero. Um, for me, you know, even with me being a performer, it was six years since I'd done any performing. So I had forgotten. I didn't completely misidentify. So I just misidentified, but I didn't realize I was a performer. It was only when I started doing it that I was like, oh, I know this. Um, I just stuck a camera up on against a jar on my kitchen table and filmed the video. It's one of those don't start now and get perfect later. So if you are feeling like, and I love this, uh, one of my clients is an amazing he's a broker. And he, I said to him, I, I, I kind of had an interview him, but it wasn't for the podcast. I was just chatting with him through a live and said, why do you, why did you start? And he said, because I want my business to be relevant. And he said, and I owe it to myself. that I want to feed my kids and feed my family. And if I ignore, if I don't make content, that's going to have more impact than, than me. You know what I mean? If, if I don't make it, it has more impact than me carving out not some time to do it. So I think, the first thing is getting over that hurdle of, I don't need it. People are going to laugh. The thing with that is people don't care. Most people aren't going to watch, which sounds really like, Ugh, but the truth is they're not going to watch and understanding that the content is actually for brand touch points. So you're just trying to appear in their feed. You know, you all used to see the old school estate agents why you post letters through people's doors. It's the exact same thing. You post letters through people's doors and they throw it in the bin. And they throw it in the bin 85 times. And on the 86th time, they're like, oh yeah, I really need that window salesman guy. That's exactly what's happening on social media. Nothing's changed. It's just the way in which we consume it. Now, finding the time. Um, the biggest one I stress when I'm working with clients, align your expectations with your input. So this is something that I get, you know, all the time. Don't watch me. I, I produce content at a stupid scale. You know, I mean, I, I like I use TikTok. I'll do anywhere from 10 to 20 TikToks a day. I have three YouTube videos come out a week. I have a podcast. I post four times a day on LinkedIn, Facebook. It's what I do. Now, my expectations match my input. I want to be the number one in personal branding in two, in two decades, which means I can't do that by posting once a week and hoping it's going to happen. Now, the other side of the spectrum, though, is what do you want from it? So if you are someone who's like, I want to be the best number one broker in my area okay three times a week commit that time commit and, and you don't need and three times a week does not mean you need to post you know that can take you two hours a week now truthfully how badly do you want it we make time for the things we want that's it you know simple as that i was really into fitness i don't really work out anymore and it's my fault because i don't make time for it um and i think that's the hardest bit now you don't need to do stupid amounts of content but you get what you put in. Um, and that's where like the, the, the rapid, if you want to dominate your market, and this is where I give a little bit of a, a little nugget of, of a, a gem there is that truthfully, if you are listening to this guys and you and, and it, it might, it will resonate with 1% who are going to go. Yeah. If you want to dominate the best advice, my uh, best advice my wife gave me was she said, make every single day a piece of content every single day, not one little minute, but a proper piece of content said and drown them in it she said and if you drown them in it in eight weeks you'll be seven years ahead of your competitors and, and i was like no and it worked and that's why i said if you want to be the guy in your town make your competitors like think there's no way i'm even going near you um dedicate the time or on the flip side of it post three times a week one minute monday wednesday friday personal you know num a tip 
some advice, some dictionary posts, whatever, make it work for your business, but don't expect crazy results from minimum input, but also the more input you put in, you will get crazy results, but both all will, will, all will yield results, but just um, get the expectations aligned with the input, I think is a big problem I see, or a reoccurring issue. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, in our fallen files, so stuff in the past, and we all have where you think, right, okay, I'll start going to the gym or I'll start eating well, and then you expect instant results, and that's just not how it works. And then even if you do, if you if you did get the instant results, which wouldn't happen in a sphere like this, you then stop and then wonder why you don't get the results. And it's stupid, but we all kind of do. And I suppose it comes down to making a should a must. And then you keep that as a must by whatever leverage you want to apply to that. And you're always going to do more for others than you're willing to do for yourself. So I suppose if you take the view, um, I don't know what your thoughts would be on this, but if you take the view, I want to provide extreme value to my community um, and not expect anything in return. That's it. Um, But in the back of my mind, if I do that long enough, I will get stuff landed in my lap. But I'm just going to go with this from the point of view of I must do it and I'm doing it to provide that kind of value and I'm going to lock in time that works for me in terms of discipline, whether that be first thing in the morning before the world wakes up. And then, you know, I think a lot of this is actually stuff that used to be offline, which you can do online. I don't think people quite figured that out. It's like you said about reputation management, the the old school thing of going to all the school fairs and going to... BMI, going to the Chamber of Commerce, going to that town hall event or whatever it be, is pretty much no different in a way to, I mean, certainly now, and I, if, if, if yeah. I was a mortgage broker or an estate agent, I'd be getting behind local businesses. You know, the, the pandemic, the crisis of, of shops being open, not open, people not people going online with the, the sales, which obviously local businesses can still do. But I think getting behind the local businesses in your community um, you're going to be helping them and adding a lot of value. You're not just selling, 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 selling. You're actually just trying to be a good person in the community. And there's no doubt that a byproduct from that in time will be there'll be a load of businesses in the community that a, almost like you as an online friend, I suppose, yeah. but also ju- just just because of called human decency, you will then get them, no doubt, interacting with you and engaging with any of the content you then do later. 100%. I mean, people don't, I don't really talk about this first. In fact, it's the first time we've spoken about it is um, when I did this um, and, and set this business up, you know, I remortgaged my house, um, which is obviously seems a bit silly at the time. It's very good now, but it worked. But I remortgaged my house and I said, me and my wife sat down and I said, I want to be a content creator. I'm trained in this space. I've wanted to do it. And I have no, I have no idea what's going to come from it. And I've never once actually sold never once done an outreach, never once done, because the truth is the clients that I come to, and I've worked with over 50 clients in six months and I haven't, I haven't once gone, would you like to buy my program? Would you, I could, because I didn't intend to do it. It was just like, I've got this enough money. I can do a year where I can really go at something that I love and give it a crack at it. Cause I'd watched that heard these YouTubers and you see these people go for it. And the expectation of not expecting anything in return, but giving them as much value as I could absolutely um, set me on a path to things I didn't think was possible. And I don't think, I think that's possible with any brand. I think that's possible with anybody. And, um, and you're so right with you saying about like this, 
this um you know bni it is just the same like i went to a 4n meeting when i first sat and they were like the high street is dead and i was like the high street isn't dead the high street is, is online but it's not dead like independent small businesses are thriving more than they've ever thrived before but you have to it goes back to the quote you have to evolve but apply the same stuff one of my clients is an estate agent letting agent she's the number one she's been the number one in her town for years 20 odd years and she's thriving now with what we're doing because she was like oh it's the same thing i was like yeah it's the exact same thing you just apply it to a new medium and that's where i think a lot of those those uh, meetings like that bni smart not, not hating on them i went to them for a year and i found them a massive waste of my time because for two hours i was sat in a room full of people that i knew but they say you work through the room but in two hours i could reach to 300 400 people on on linkedin connecting with them talking to them on dms i could go live i could create a youtube video i could do there's so much more of my time i could use in that two hours that would reach more people than the bni stuff and i think we need to re uh, to just evaluate our time a little bit yeah definitely and that doesn't include i think the, the biggest challenge with things like that is travel as well you know when you're looking at when you're looking at if you're looking to drain the most out of your day when you start looking at travel and parking and then all the other if you start adding the minutes and the seconds up you start looking at maybe whether there's more time efficient ways of doing the same thing for, for if not better results you know it's uh, 30 minutes either side to get there in two hours so it's bni three hours i'm telling you right now if you do three hours a week on your content you'd be number one in your town i promise you <laughs> well on that subject that like the property market i think and i think many others would say that right now you know october november and for the last few months it, it's a bit of a bubble on the basis that you've got this huge post lockdown log jam yeah especially in the conveyancing market caused by the backlog of transactions from earlier in the year. You've got that pipeline still running and then the sudden surge in new sales and stamp duty and everything else. So, you know, current property professionals, estate agents, mortgage brokers and the like, they've got a really healthy bulk of current business right now. They've got loads of work in progress. Um, they could easily be looking at this, you know, work is the last thing I need right now. You know, I'm turning off taps left, right and center, but, with a recession around the corner, I think winter is coming um, in more ways than one, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. You know, you can see stricter lending criteria. Definitely, I suspect private sector job losses in 2021. I imagine that a lot of lenders will just be nervous anyway because it's all going good having the pay slips. But like, how established is that business potentially because without the business, yeah. your employment's at risk. I mean, how do property professionals go about protecting themselves against a bubble burst and when they're saying right now, well, do you know what, Ash, I've got tons of work. I think um, I think as any industry is the same, but definitely the property. Um, I wouldn't want to be in your guys' shoes right now. I think like from someone who's been in it for six years and I, and I love the property industry. Like I do, I just can help it in my own way. I um, It's tough. And I think if you make hay while the sun shines definitely but be investing in in when it is going to come around the corner and you're so right i think it's a matter of not, not a matter of if but a matter of when um what i noticed was first lockdown so we say like first lockdown pre kind of coronavirus all the people who'd built a brand and i, I know that's like plugging my stuff but just people who built a community had built something more than just a transactional business they kept going because people wanted people were willing to hear from them. Um, I've got multiple friends who did, who've been 
doing videos for a long, long time and creating a, a decent business from mortgages and through that. And they did all right, but they survived. And I think that's the game right now is thrive right now, but also think about what are you building that's going to keep rolling forward? Um, you know, things like podcasts, things like um, YouTube channels, that when you're not mega busy, can you be stocking up ready you know people that i'm i'm recorded up to march for my podcast now like i'm like so recorded up because i'm making hay while the sun shines and i think it's the exact same thing if you take your eye off the ball when it's busy though you're probably going to have a harsh wake-up call because i did you know and i didn't i think that's what i'd say i definitely would say you, you need to build brand now and also if you are so busy right now um, which I, I know it is like that, you know, it's mega busy. The, the new build sector is ridiculous. One of my clients is a new build broker and it's just mad. Um, the volume in which people are coming because you're right, it's been a pent up demand, but this is your chance to build reputation. So if you're not shouting about this and making videos about this while you've got a captive audience, that is where I think people miss out. I did this. I did this. I had, when I was younger, I had a big bit of a following for a career, like a job I did, but like the Milky Way, Milky Bar kid thing. I had this maybe six months where I was, I had lots of eyes on me. Looking back at it now, I did nothing with it. Nothing with it. And then it was like, now I want eyes on me. And to get that attention is hard. And I'd say like, if you're dealing with 20, 30 brokers, 20, 30 clients a week, if you've got some serious amount of clients, funnel into your YouTube channel, funnel into your podcast, start trying to build a community now um, because that will weather you through winter. And I think winter is coming is funny because I said it to my wife yesterday. I don't really, I'm not a big Game of Thrones fan because I never really watched it because I'm tight and I won't pay to, uh, I won't pay for bloody sky. But um, winter is coming in more ways than one. I think you're right. We're going to go into a lockdown and it's going to impact and jobs and everything is coming and to an industry that is directly affected by how the lenders perceive it as a risk or not is a bit worrying yeah i mean if you look at the if you focus on today in your business there's always a danger you'll die tomorrow and if you just focus on tomorrow well you'll die today or yeah. pretty soon so i think like you say whilst everyone's busy right now be wise to set aside a bit of time and if you can cater for the worst case potential scenario in the future uh, yeah. it doesn't happen and um, make sure you know put your money aside build up some savings you know now's the time to do that potentially to ride any storms next year um, mortgage brokers and, and it's a bit different for estate agents because of yeah. just the amount of times people buy and sell houses but mortgage brokers are quite often accused of um, sort of treating their clients almost as one-off sales basically yeah. um, whether that's fair or not um, what would your advice be to mortgage brokers to sort of increase the, the word of mouth referrals is huge in that sector. Sort of um, repeat business is something that would be huge. Mm. Um, but the problem is it's kind of just that sale. So that when that yeah. client comes around two years later, three years later, whenever the time might be looking for that remortgage, they, they may have even forgotten potentially. So that they're <laughs> almost starting from scratch. Um, what's your advice for, for mortgage brokers to how they can uh, improve repeat business and word of mouth referrals? Yeah, so um, this is something that, again, being in your guys' space for and where this all was born from, really, has was something that played me for a long time, and I couldn't really work it out. Um, as and I, I know the answer now was how do you make? You know, I grew up, I I grew up kind of consuming, I grew up, but like this 
grew up consuming a lot of like the fitness industry content that's how this all starts and that's how it how this kind of influencer marketing really got going um the problem with property and this is the same with estate agents to be completely honest with you it's the same thing and, and i think i've got the right answer for you but you know we all find out um is people listen for two things they either they'll watch your content for education or entertainment people nobody cares and i said people nobody cares about no it's not exciting it's not exciting uh, property is property is very exciting so let's just like that's very exciting people love to watch it they love to see in people's houses they're drawn to it like a moth to a flame you start talking about mortgages and they literally switch off it's a need not a want and the problem with that is you can come up and i was doing this you could show you can make a podcast around mortgages you can make a anything and no one is gonna care because you know and, and this was the really hard thing for me i was making youtube videos no one cares they just weren't because you have to become and this is where with referrals you have to become more than that you have to kind of transcend that and see how can you add value in a different way that supports your community so you said something about local businesses and our agents that's how mortgage advisors estate agents that's how you do it you create groups, support groups that help the local community. You become a name within your within your local community. Funnily enough, how I did it, and it's why I'm here today, I was very good at making video content. And so I made a group on Facebook called Camera Shy Creative. And I made content about how can business owners make videos. I got loads of referrals because it's a skill set that then helped me help other people that then in turn wanted them to help me back instead of going which then which then increases reciprocity because that's a ash has helped me so i should i should really refer when that guy says there's a mortgage ash has helped me i'll get help ash whereas if i'm like mortgage tip there's too many of it everyone's doing it uh, and nobody watches it <laughs> uh, whereas the bit unless they need it so youtube is a bit different but right now i'd say if you're trying to really get referrals you need to become a valid member of the community. Think of it like an, like the elders council. You've got to be someone who's like the guy or the girl. And um, so a good friend of mine is a guy called Thomas Honor. Thomas Honor is killing it on Facebook with this type of stuff as a broker. And that's because he is part of his community. So because he's part of his community, people are interested. You know, one of my clients is a guy called Mark Finch. And Mark has a group called, um, I think it's New Build Help Group. And the group is just rocketing. In, like we're getting anywhere from fifty to hundred people joining a day. Like we're at about three thousand members now. The guy's never once talked about a mortgage. He's just talking about the new build process because that's what he understands, and people want that. So, how can you add value in a way that is evergreen and people are interested in, instead of directly focusing on the transactional sales? If you focus on the transactional sales, I don't think you're gonna like. You might get some business, but I don't think you're going to be maximizing your potential. Yeah, no, totally. I think, um, you know, the, the ability for um, brokers to engage with their past clients, but also they want to really focus on the local patch, like you're saying. Um, I think that would be really helpful, and especially going into next year. I really think that, you know, the repeat business and the word of mouth is potentially low hanging fruit the lowest hanging fruit of it all i suppose 
Um, so that is definitely the right place to have some focus. You were talking earlier in the show, um, really openly, you know, about mental health and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know whose idea it is to go self-employed, and th- th- that's a good idea. Um, it's the but, only way, honestly. That's the reason. <laughs> but, <not> unemployable. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. I'm gonna have a choice. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the, um, I'm interested. You know, lot, people are doing long hours right now. A lot of stress. Um, bashing their head against a wall with people yeah. further down in the chain, delaying things, and bloody lawyers and clients yeah. and post and whatever else going on. And obviously it's really stressful in, in life right now. A lot of people's families are suffering. Um, what would your tips be for people in terms of looking after the mental health, whether it's a, a, a prote- protection measure, they're feeling okay now, but it's something you'd have maybe been a bit complacent about or maybe pain has started to become suffering at this stage. Like, What would your tips be? Uh, for for a business owner, do you mean like, or, or for like? Yeah, for your mortgage brokers, your estate agents. You know, you 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 just never have any time. You're hundred mile an hour. You you yeah. you're looking after family. You've got older relatives that need support. Younger relatives need support. You're trying to make money. You're looking at the uh, yeah, you know, just million and one things to do every day. I think it's a tough. It's what I normally so when I do public speaking, not coaching that this is what I speak about because it's very very close to my heart and dear to my heart mental health because I don't think it's spoke about enough. Um, I can only really talk from my own experience, I'm not a professional in it. Um, for me, so I suffered very badly of mental health, always have done. Um, and for me, and I would say with anyone is being aware of it was a big, big thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't want to admit that I had it and I just blame it on other things. Um, as soon as I took, took ownership of it, it then realized for me, it could be inside of my control. You know, like I, I then, I'm the person who's responsible for my happiness. And this is where you say about being self-employed. It was the only option because I had to be in complete control. Um, and that's something that that for and everyone's different. But for me, it was the way it worked was I had to make remove any external factors that could put me under anxiety, under stress and think, OK, which is very hard, obviously, if you're buying their own help. But like with a mortgage, um, that's why I went self-employed as a mortgage advisor was like, if the client doesn't choose me, they didn't like me. Cool. I can deal with that. That's me to deal with. But if they didn't choose me because they didn't like the company or the brand, that would set my anxiety off and spiral me off to something else. So um, I would say that, bear it in mind, be mindful of the signs. Um, like I'm very bad for overworking and I'm like, I'm strong enough to do it and I'm not. And nobody is. I don't know anyone, even like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like the man, said when he went into lockdown, um, he was like, he didn't realize how burnt out, tired and and like how fried his mental, not health, but brain was that he actually went off social media for a week. He's never done that. And um, I think we, we, we can keep compounding that on top being, listen to yourself, listen to your, to your mind. Also, the biggest thing that I did um, was stop working with clients that, that caused that. So, you know, if you've got a client who's a pain in the ass, sack them off. They're not worth the money. Um, no matter how bad you want it, there'll be another client who loves what you do and believes in what you do. And that's what my hardest thing was with a lot of brokers I work with and, and had seen through working that was I, I, I don't have time for it. You know what I mean? And that's what I'd say for, for anyone. But don't be afraid. If the, if the client's a dickhead, tell them they're a dickhead like, and get rid of them move on. 
they're not worth it if they're fun, they don't don't spend that time on that because that will it will inevitably feed into your life no matter how much guys just money and i'll deal with it it's not just money it's, it's going to be eroding your mental health so i would say that if you're feeling worked now establish what you need not you not what you want i'm a big advocate of this of understanding what like for me not my wants but my needs what was what do i how much do i need to live right now you know i count my blessings and we're in a pandemic and awful things are happening and i still have a roof over my head so okay everything's great um and then i move forward every day i get to do something i love to do that client i don't have bad clients because i weed them out but you know i'd make sure that you put your environment and put yourself in a place ready for success if you keep saying yes to idiots keep saying yes to people who don't value your service all of that stuff then you're setting yourself up with mental health and it's very tough right now with what's going on you're already going to have it from the lenders you're going to have it from the criteria so you're going to want a client I'm trying to make it more contextually relevant but you're going to want a client who understands that they trust you they like you they love they have a lot of passion for what you do instead of someone who's just bouncing around talking to different brokers because you're just going to feel stressed burnt out and you're going to have a breakdown indeed and i think you know it's, it's wise words for everyone now, especially going into the winter months where people are going to be able to um, not go out as much as they can in the region battle for things christmas can always be a stressful time for many especially if you you know suffer bereavement and stuff like that so i echo everything that ash has said um, and obviously you know if pain has started to become suffering make sure you talk to people go and get the help that you need and, and there's tons of resources free online as well um, and to be fair you could always reach out to me or ash anyway I mean, I would say just on a non-professional personal level anyway. I would say that as well, Sean, just to, just to end of that, because I think you're so right. Um, the one thing I would say, guys, don't take, if if it doesn't work for the broker, like that's for, I'm just thinking brokers only, because I just know that feeling is if you are unable to place that case because of criteria, don't take it on yourself. And I think that's something that we're going to see. I'm seeing that within my friends who are brokers is they feel like they've failed. And that is a gonna, that is only going to compound and get worse as the times get tighter and it's not, and you've done all done the job, you know, it's your, the client might not understand. You just have to try to leave that at the door because I've got lots of friends who I speak to on a weekly basis who are like, this is so hard. And there's only so much, you know, a, a body can only take so much pressure before it breaks. It's like a bone. Everything will break over time. You can't hold those things in. And I think it's going to be a tough, the winter is coming. You're very right. So you've just got to, like say, reach out and, and stay. And I would very, very much say get in communities of brokers. There's great groups out there. You guys have got an amazing thing going on. It's this surrounding yourself with people who get what you do. That's very important. Thank you, Ash. That's it for this week, everyone. Um, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want any further information, please follow Ash. He's brilliant. You can get in touch with Ash and the team at ashballand.com. Um, please share and spread the word about the MLC show for property professionals. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit us up with a five-star review. Uh, remember to check out the products and services at mortgagebrokercorp.co.uk. But most importantly, stay well and please take care.